Marriage Monday. Thank you so much for joining with me. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage one Monday at a time. Seeing that we're at the tail end of May, we know this as, as Mental Health Awareness Month. I always take advantage of this month to bring to light the issues of depression. And I've never hidden that I deal with depression. I have dealt with it for as long as I can remember. I did not get diagnosed until my late 20s. And after the diagnosis, it really explained a lot of things from teenager life to early adulthood, things that I dealt with, things that I was processing, ways that I was feeling. It made a lot of sense. And I thank God that we've got more emphasis and understanding on it today than we did 10, 20, 30 years ago, where depression itself, any type of mental health challenges or emotional health challenges, uh, they had stigmas behind them. Going to counseling had a stigma behind it. Um, people would just stay away uh, out of this idea of, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to keep my distance. And so what I want to do is help you out. Because if there, if there's any one phone call that I will get when it comes to marriage issues, like every, not everybody calls me about marriages, but when marriage gets hit by depression, I immediately get those calls. I get messages. And most of those messages and phone calls are not coming from the individual going through depression. It's from their spouse. And they, they all say the same thing. What should I do? I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know if I want to deal with this. How can I help? What do I do about my spouse? And it's not because they don't love their spouse. It's because A, they've never dealt with depression. And B, they don't want to do something wrong. And so I want to help you out today by giving you some tips on being with your spouse during these situations. And my cue is actually going to come from Jesus himself. In fact, I want to read to you out of the scriptures. It's out of Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 through 38. It is a great, great passage. In fact, Jesus, he is really a short time from the cross, and he is going to a place called Gethsemane. In fact, it says in chapter 26, verse 36, when Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. Now, here's a, a huge clue upon what's, going, what's really going on. Jesus is in a place called Gethsemane. That word Gethsemane means the place of pressing. I've been there in Israel. It is a, a little grove of olive trees. And so the idea of pressing is the olive trees gives its fruit, which is olives. Those olives are pressed, and out of that pressing comes olive oil. So this is not just a place of pressing in terms of what takes place with, with seeding and harvest. Jesus himself internally is going through a pressing Something is squeezing life out of him. Verse 37 says, Taking with him Peter and two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. He took his closest friends with him. And he was sorrowful, he was troubled. And Jesus said, My soul is very sorrowful even unto death, so remain here, watch with me. Remain here and watch with me. Now, that's the clue that I want to give you today for helping your spouse through depression is the words remain here. The words remain here in the original ancient language literally means continue to be present. Look at that. Jesus gives them the way to not just recognize, hey, 
I'm sorrowful. I'm hurting right now. He, he gives them the verbal um, cues, but he also says, this is what you can do to help me right now is to remain here, to continue to be present. Because that's what we have to do when it comes to our spouse dealing with depression. We have to help them by us being present, to continue to be present with them. Now, so I've had people call me and they're like, well, how did this get caused? How did, did this depression even get caused? Well, it could be a number of ways. Uh, first of all, it may have always been there. Your spouse may have always dealt with depression. Um, and well, why didn't they bring it up? They may not know that's what they're dealing with. If they've never been diagnosed, uh, they just don't know or they have never known that that's exactly what they were dealing with. Or secondly, the depression may have come up by life changes. I've known people that have never been depressed in their entire life, but all of a sudden, as they're bodies are getting older and as the bodies are going through changes all of a sudden they're beginning to feel the shadow that's that's the metaphor i've always chosen to use they feel the shadows creeping up i know that's something that uh, when my wife turned 40 and we were going through some just life changes her body was going through life changes i mean we all go through that in our 40s that begin to bring on some shadowy moments and it's that moment where she first hand understood what i have been dealing with my whole life and every one of us have the possibility of experiencing that, again, with life change or seasonal changes. Seasonal changes. When a season of life changes, I've known parents that go through that when their kids um, go from toddler and little ones, they go into school. I've watched parents go through that, watching their kids begin to grow up, and it shakes them. I've watched parents go through that with their kids going in high school. Um, tomorrow, my son graduates high school, and in four months, my daughter gets married. We're going through seasonal changes, and sometimes the season that you are in can actually invite shadowy moments. So, Pastor, how do we deal with it? How can we continue to be present with your spouse? Because that's what Jesus needed in that moment. He didn't need fast answers. He didn't need somebody to solve anything. He just needed someone to be present. So here's how to be present with your spouse. Number one, just simply be present. I'm talking about physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, where you set aside distractions, you put away your phone, you turn off the TV, and you just simply be present in that moment. You set aside the chore, you set aside whatever to-do list you had, and you put everything aside, and you just simply be physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually present in that moment. And this is the place where you don't worry about answers as much as you need to have your presence experienced by your spouse. I want to say that again. Don't worry about answers for your spouse because what they need is your presence experienced. That's huge. Number two, ask before you solve. Ask questions before you try to solve everything. I find this, and I, I'm sorry to stereotype or to generalize, but I find this problem more with men than with women. Husbands are wanting to solve. They want to fix. They want to provide. And they think it's counterintuitive just to sit and to listen and they think that they're not really doing anything, you need to not solve. But you can ask questions. And so I'm going to give you three questions to ask. First of all, ask this, what can I do? Or is there anything that I can do? Ask the question, can you define and ask to have a certain word that the, the depressed spouse used and ask that to be defined. You said the word hate. You said the word lost. You said the word hopeless. What does that mean? Can you define that? And the third question is simply this. What do you need? 
What do you need? So what can I do? Can you define this? What do you need? Number three, try not to take things personal. Try not to take things personal. I know this is going to be incredibly difficult, but you, you have to learn that the thing that is speaking in that moment is the depression and it's not necessarily your spouse. And I go back to years ago, and at, again, at the moment, I didn't realize I was dealing with depression because I wasn't going to be diagnosed for another three or four years. But I remember just crying in the car, refusing to go into church. I was hurting so bad. And my wife is trying to talk me into um, just a very sane moment. She, she didn't know what to do, and I'm just weeping. And I kept saying the words, I hate my life. And all of a sudden, she heard that, and she's like, so you hate me, you hate our daughter, you hate being in ministry, you hate, you hate, you hate, you hate. And that's not exactly what I was saying. I look back in that moment, and I didn't want to say, I hate you, or I hate our marriage, or anything like that. I was trying to say, I hate that I'm dealing with this moment. I hate that I feel so heavy. I hate that I feel so sorrowful. That's what I was trying to say. And so quite often, I have spouses call me because they've taken something so personal, and you have to look past that and to see what's deeper. Number four, pray. Pray for your spouse. Ask, can I pray for you? And in that prayer, I want you to do a couple things. I want you to speak of God's continuing presence. I love the name Emmanuel in Scripture. It means God with us. Speak God's continuing presence so that your spouse hears that God is with you. I want you to use the words like us or we. Like God, we together right now in our marriage are dealing with something. Lord, help us. I mean, yes, speak over your spouse, but use a lot of we and us because it's going to help your spouse to understand that you're both in this together because what are you trying to help? To show continuing presence. Also, ask God for wisdom and say, God, help us as we move forward together. Again, there's the word we, but you're also showing that we're not just here in a moment, but we are going to move together through this. So pray. Then lastly, it's exactly what I want you to do. Number five is move forward together. Your spouse needs to know that they're not doing this alone. So offer things like, can we get a counselor? Because I will go with you. Do you want me to go with you? Can I drive you there? Um, can we go out for coffee afterwards just to have a conversation? What can we do? Because we are going to do this together. Do you want to go talk with the pastor? Can I go with you? Do you want to get a book? Can I read that book with you? It's just something about hearing over and over and over that I am with you even to the end. This is what Jesus was asking for. And this is what your spouse, who might be going through dark times, might be going through the shadows, this is what they need to hear. They need to hear exactly what Jesus asked for. He said to his friends, remain here. Continue to be present. And that's my challenge to you, to continue to be present with your spouse. That's all I've got today. I'm sorry I went about a minute later, two minutes later than the normal, but this is such a passionate, passionate subject to me and an important subject that we need to talk about in our, in our marriages. So again, find ways to hold space. Find ways to continue to be present. And if your spouse is going through depression, just simply be present. Ask before you solve. Try not to take things personal. Pray and then move forward together. And I promise that God will not just meet you there, but he will bring you through. Love y'all. Have a great day. God bless.